Hey guys, it's Rosie and you're listening to another episode of the Grown Guide podcast and this week I am talking about divorce and my guest is Linda Malis yor who is a travel Instagrammer, she is an all-round badass lady and I can't wait to talk to her. Let's go, this is going to be exciting. Linda, thank you so much for joining on the Growing Guide podcast. Um, how have you been? You're in Florida at the moment, like the hotspot of COVID. Yes, I live in the corona cesspool of the world <laughs> with the laughingstock. Um, first of all, Rosie, thank you so much for um, reaching out to me and for uh, inviting me on um, for um, talking together with you on your podcast. Uh, I'm doing good. It just is common sense um, that we have to all cooperate and, you know, be um, just a little safe and to look out for our neighbors and our family. And um, so with that said, um, of course, 2020 is not anything like anybody planned, but we surely do have to make lemon uh, lemonade out of lemons. Exactly, exactly. I feel like everyone's kind of doing the best that they can in this period, whatever that sort of looks like for each individual. Absolutely, um, yes. Yeah, so I'm super excited to talk to you as well, because obviously the Grown Guide podcast, we're looking at kind of adult badges and, and things that you, you know, skills and stuff that you would want to learn, like when you're younger. And just being totally honest, you know, I wanted to to reach out and find somebody who could talk about like their experiences with, you know, a breakup or a divorce or all of these things. And I came across your story and I was just like, this is like incredible. Like This is so interesting. And I just thought I just have to talk to this lady. And I'm, I'm super excited that you're here. And it's really exciting because, you know, we're going to talk about that. But we're also talking about your you know, Instagram platform and the fact that you have grown this following, you know, how did this interest in like travel and things come about? Like, was that before all of the stuff happened with your divorce or was that afterwards? Like, tell us about it. Um, so yes, that my love for travel, I uh, attribute to uh, my, I give my credit to my parents. Uh, my earliest um, memory of traveling is uh, I was sitting in the back seat of the car when I was about five years old and I had car sickness and I was throwing up in the back seat of my parents' car. We were on our way to Canada. Um, so to this day, I still do suffer from uh, motion sickness, car sickness. Um, my uh, dad uh, and my mom back in the day felt that this was a way that they wanted to um, educate their children by taking us around uh, and at that time it was in the 60s it was um, the United States and Canada and not many people did that but my dad felt that that was a um, really important thing for his family four children and then of course my mom so my love for travel has been my entire life my entire life and I am proud to say that we did travel quite a bit um, when my daughters were growing up. And um, um, my husband at the time, their father, Peter, um, was very, very interested in traveling too. So that was, you know, that was part of our lives. We traveled all over the United States and Canada in a camper van. And I homeschooled my children. So that gave us a lot of freedom to move around. And that's how my 
children grew up loving travel, similar to how my parents inspired me. So after my divorce, I, con- I continued to travel and um, that's what um, brought me to this situation. You know, my Instagram following, my social media following and uh, my website, my, my entire brand platform. So tell us a little bit more about that. You know, at what point did you kind of think, you know what, I'm going to start an Instagram platform? Because some people would say it's for millennials, it's for people in their 20s, it's for people in their 30s. Like, what made you just think, well, you know, it's for me too? Okay, so first of all, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am... um a square peg that always tried to fit into the round hole of society. And um, so I, um, uh, I had my first child when I was 40, and I had my second child when I was 43. So age numbers don't mean anything to me. That's just how many days you've been on the planet. So, and going back to um, our traveling in our camper van back when my children were younger, um, the places that we went to and the destinations that we traveled to were so amazing that I had, and we're talking back in the days, uh, the computers were um, uh, infants at that time. So we only had email. So I would send um, these emails back to all of the people at home, I said, hey, I'm going traveling. If you're interested, give me your email. So I had about 250 people that I would send um, these um, descriptive emails of our travels. And so I was like blogging before they were even even um, actually invented. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so fast forward to now we're after, um, we're after my divorce. I, I got divorced when I was 62. And uh, but I continue to travel. Um, to be honest, now the um, branding and the the website and all of my social media platforms were a gift to me from my daughter. My mm-hmm. daughter saw potential in me that because I was still overwhelmed and uh, um, dealing with the emotional um, trauma of a divorce and the new life that that you know and the opportunities that that brought to me, which wasn't always bad. I mean, it was good too. Um, For Christmas, um, the last lowly present that I had to open up wasn't very heavy, so I couldn't figure out what she she got me. And here she had um, um, started a website, started my Instagram platform and Twitter and um, just had everything ready to go and uh if you would see the video that was taken i was crying they were not tears of joy they were tears of i don't want to do this because i know how much work it's going to be but (laughs) but in uh, reality it was probably one of the best gifts that i was ever given Mm -hmm. um and even though uh millennials like to say that computers were um um, discovered or invented in in my by my generation. I never kept up with technology, so I only was doing you know maybe Facebook and maybe uh, emails at that time. So I really had to dive in and learn all of the different platforms and all of the different algorithms and all of the different um, 
rules and what was popular on Instagram is not popular on Twitter and mm-hmm. um, for that and then for the reason that you s- suggested that you, uh, people in my generation really are not on uh, Instagram that much. So I have a, fo- a different following on Instagram than I do on Facebook, a different mm-hmm. following on, on Twitter. And um, I even have a TikTok. Um, and to the young uh, kids on TikTok, they like to see um, <laughs> grandmas, you know, or, 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 <laughs> or, or grannies or pensioners, you know, doing their stuff on there. Because, I mean, we're not going down without a fight. You know, we're not, you know, I'm not my parents generation we know more we're more mindful now we're more um especially with this pandemic that slowed everybody down we're thinking more about you know taking care of ourselves and yeah we're not going down without a struggle so i give all the credit for the initial foundation to my daughter victoria um who saw something in me that i hadn't seen yet mm-hmm. i mean just listening to you what you're saying like I love it. Like, <laughs> love, well, love the outlook. Where, where do, you, where do you think that comes from? Like, have you always been like that? Uh, I would. I really have to say that um, it came from my father, who always taught us anything uh, anybody else can do, you can do, and you can do it better. So he really drilled that into us, and so that to me means if there's any obstacles. I have to get around that obstacle because I have, I want that and I want to reach my end goal. And then another thing, uh, uh, my favorite, uh, Broadway play, Broadway musical is wicked. And in the very first, uh, in the second scene of the first act, um, there's a song and it said, um, those who don't try never look foolish. And I think that a lot of times people have, um, these uh, preconceived notions of what they think other people think of them, or I'm 68 and I shouldn't be wearing a swishy dress on Instagram on my photos, and or this or that, and it's like, you know, if people don't like a 68-year-old with a swishy dress, then it won't get a lot of likes, or maybe I need to do something else, or maybe I'll just say, oh, the heck with that. And so I, I've, yeah, i kind of always been like this. Um, I, I, um, jealousy and envy have never been um, a problem for me because if I see something or an achievement or a goal that somebody else has accomplished, I think, wow, I think I would like that and here's what I need to do to mm-hmm. make it, to get, to, to get to that uh, goal. How do you navigate that with your daughter then, who is also a travel Instagrammer? Yes. Um, <laughs> so... She is competition, uh, for sure, but we do have different audiences, for sure. Um, and we try to um, not, like, not write, like, on the same, like, say, locations or destinations. Like, now I'm starting to, everybody's doing staycations at this point right now, so I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm writing about a different place that she is but she is uh, there's not one um iota of a jealousy or of holding back on her part you know when we go somewhere to take insta pictures she'll take them with her photographer and then 
I'll be right there to step in. Obviously, my pictures aren't edited the same or look the same as hers, so I definitely am not any competition uh, for her. But everything that I know about this crazy business, I learned from her. And I mm -hmm. wish there were more of hers around because, as you know, that, or maybe you don't, but uh, I hope you don't, that there are people that don't share their successes. And um, my daughter um, really has. She's very helpful. Well, you've got to lift e each other up, haven't you? Especially in times like this of everything that's going on in the world. Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, at, at, as travel writers, we had an entire 2020 all, I mean, all planned out. Um, mm -hmm. um, I, had, I was going to go to your beautiful country to celebrate my birthday. And that had to be canceled and... Um, you know, we had trips that were planned, so now everybody's pivoting, and every we do have to help each other. We do have to be, um, and as women, as women, we need to, there's room for everybody. There's room for everybody. So true. I feel like pivots may be like the word of the year as well. Everyone I talk to is just like, I've pivoted, we're pivoting. It's like pivot, pivot. <laughs> Absolutely, because, um, yes, uh, this this health pandemic that no one expected. And, and when we think we understand it, then some new um, mutation or new information comes available. And then all of a sudden it's like, this isn't what we thought. And so we just have to be grounded. We have to be mindful. And what really works for me, Rosie, what really, really works for me, especially now in everyday um, mundane days, as time is going on, because I can't believe that it's been since March, right? Yeah, I um, know, I know. It's just being, uh, having an attitude of gratitude, mm -hmm. being just so thankful for what we have, you know, just being thankful. I'm thankful that I have my house and that I, I have money to pay my bills. And so when I'm positive, then I feel like I'm a good example to other people and maybe they could be look around and see something that they're thankful for and it, I mean it's just not a it's just not a jargon it's a it really is a, a mindset and a life um, moment where if we are uh, thankful if we are grateful to the universe or to God um, it does, it changes our entire uh, mindset. Is that something that you fostered after your divorce and that kind of like a attitude of gratitude really? Did that help you through in any way? Uh, yes, yes it did because, um, well, I didn't want the divorce. So um, whether that is, um, you know, here, neither here nor there, but it was a lifestyle change. I mean, I was married for almost 30 years. so. I had a partner and here I was moving um, to a new city and being on my own making decisions that I hadn't ever had to do by myself before. And I don't know, for me at 62, I'm going to admit it was a little overwhelming. Um, um, so that's, um, I wasn't afraid to reach out to, um, um, to friends to help me. And um, yes, being grateful seems to shift our mindset and our attention to the positive and we don't dwell on the negative.
have your experiences changed the way that you travel? You talk about the fact that you were doing that a lot before and now what you're doing, is that different? Like, do you kind of think, you know what, I've always wanted to go here. So like, I'm just going to do this thing that maybe I wasn't going to do before. Like, has that changed for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I used to be, uh, mm, if I didn't have anybody to go with me, then I would either postpone the trip or I wouldn't go on the trip. And now I go, I do solo traveling. Absolutely. And what I found out is people are a lot nicer in general than we give the world credit for. And this was, this was pre-pandemic, but I think even now people are even nice, nicer now because um, we are all in this together. But yes, I have um, um, widened my horizons, broadened my horizons, so to speak. And I really have, um, I don't depend on people so much anymore as I did uh, in the past. And, you know, when you're part of a couple, it's just natural that, you know, you do things together. So I always felt that I needed to have someone else with me along the way. And uh, into, that's uh, until I found out, no, I didn't. I can do this. Even, you know, age doesn't matter. Um, also, I feel um, my good health has something to do with that. Um, so I, I'm a runner. And um, after my divorce, I ran marathons and half marathons simply because when I was married, uh, my um, husband told me that, no, you couldn't do that. You don't, you don't mm. tell, you know, don't tell a woman she can't do that, right? <laughs> and, you, and you don't tell your wife you can't do that, you know, not very supportive. So that really yeah. was the first thing that I did after I was uh, divorced. I trained to run a marathon. And uh, so... Um, that, that wasn't enough, and uh, my doctor told me I should switch to triathlons. So then I did quite a few triathlons, and then I realized that while they were good and they used up a lot of my excess negative energy that I had, it was a very positive way to get rid of that stress of what I was going through, I didn't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. I, could, I, I didn't need to do that intense training anymore, so I... Um, now I run for pleasure and to stay in shape, and um, I do a race or two here or there. But um, I think that is my good health um, is what also helps me to have the energy, to have the vigor, and to have the um, the positive attitude that yes, I can do this if I uh, and pick a place that I want to go to and make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think there's something so empowering about going and doing stuff on your own as well like I remember a couple of years back I went to Canada it was my first holiday on my own and I went to Vancouver and I'd saved up for years and I've always wanted to go I've always wanted to go and um yeah I got there and I, I just felt so I just felt so happy and obviously it was the surroundings it was the fact that you're traveling but also I was like you know what I'm doing this on my own yep. and I haven't asked anybody's like opinion of what they think about me going here and I'm here and it's for me and I feel really really damn good about it like I think I just think that that feeling is incredible and I've gone on and I've done more and more holidays on my own and I've got friends as well who've gone 
I would never do that, you know. Why are you just like randomly going, you know, in this hostel with all these people you don't know and doing that? And I just say, well, you know what? Broadens your horizons. Like, it makes you happy. Do you have um, a place, like, for you that has a lot of memories or, like, the first place maybe that you went on your own? Um, Well, actually, um, when I, I, I mentioned about... Uh, being a square pig trying to fit into a round hole. That's how I was when I lived in Ohio. There's nothing wrong with the state of Ohio. It just wasn't for me, and I, I, I didn't celebrate the cold weather. I didn't like it, and so when I was 30, I um, moved to Florida by myself. I didn't know anybody, and um, I only had a job and an apartment. That was it. And um, that was probably uh, the biggest leap I ever took moving across the country, leaving my cushy job and a, uh, a very supportive family to uh, move in an entirely new location and, um, and it worked out very well. And that, that I, I think about that a lot because if I didn't do that, if I didn't take that leap, of faith in myself and in what I wanted, I would, I might be still living in Ohio and hating my, um, still disliking the cold weather and still disliking um, my life because I didn't, I, I have, I would have a um, regret. Mm-hmm. And one, one of my, um, <clears throat> one of my, um, um, one of my lifelong beliefs is uh, that I strive for is that I don't want to have any regrets on my deathbed. This is huge for me. And I, treat, I teach my children. I have two, two daughters. One is the uh, travel writer, and my younger daughter is a registered nurse. And I teach them that life is not a dress rehearsal. You only get one chance. You only get one chance. So um, I think that that um, moving, moving down here when I was 30 years old um, is nothing nowadays to some people, but then maybe it would be, you know, um, that that was a spring point or um, a prediction of my life because I, um, I think that... Um, we need to quit thinking of what, what other people think of us and society tries to put us into a round s- circle. And I just, it wasn't working for me. It just wasn't mm-hmm. working. Ohio was your round circle. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, that's a very good way of putting it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. even know. What, what is there to do in Ohio? Like, oh, what's, it, what's their sort of thing? What's Ohio's thing? Yes, well, it's on the shores of Lake Erie, so there's beautiful resorts, and and I lived in Cleveland, so that was a very you know vibrant, lovely city, and and there's apple orchards and and castles, and it's just it is lovely, and the weather's nice, and there's a lot of hiking and biking, and um, it's Midwest farmland, you know, the heart of the country, but to, to me, it it. It wasn't, it wasn't for me. I needed beaches and palm trees. 
<laughs> I mean, don't, don't we all? Don't we yeah, all? Linda? Like, I could do with some beaches and palm trees. I'm staring yeah. out at some grey clouds here in London. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you need to get down to Devon. Do they have palm trees down there? <laughs> or Cornwall? <laughs> yeah, I was in I was in Cornwall a couple of a couple of weeks ago actually, which was really nice because it it feels like it's not really a part of the UK because like all of the sea is blue and you've got white sand beaches. It's it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I don't know about palm trees. Maybe there's like <laughs> two or three dotted along. You know, you yeah. really have to look for them. <laughs> not quite like Florida. Um, but yeah, but but saying that, so you know, you go you go on these trips and you go all over the place. Like I look at your Instagram and you know you've been to Europe, you you've been further afield. Like how um, what's your process like then? You're sort of preparing yourself for these trips and you have all these fabulous clothes and all of this sort of stuff. Like you know, do how do you choose what you're going to wear and what you're going to pack for your photos? Okay, a lot of that has to do obviously with where I'm going. So it has to, you know, do with the locale, has to do with the temperature, the weather, you know, how it's going to be. And then um, uh, my daughter taught me, you know, you look up um, the most popular places where we're going to be and see like some of the Instagram places or some of the more popular tourist places. Um, And then you just, um, you know, pack according to... Uh, the information that you discover. Now, for instance, the other day, um, we were talking about how everybody does staycations, right? So the other day we went to a local botanical garden. It is so beautiful. It is just so beautiful. I, um, and we spent an afternoon there and there's like seven or eight different locations within this botanical gardens that we uh, snapped pictures from. But I don't want to put up on Instagram eight pictures from the botanical different parts of the gardens in the same yellow outfit, mm-hmm. the yellow, same yellow skirt. So we have a tote bag that we carry along with us and um, for each location I put a different skirt on or one I might put a hat on or I might add a scarf or I might change my sunglasses. So anything that makes it look like it's a different um, outfit, something that's interesting and, 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 and pleasing and grabs the eye. And, um, it, it, and really you don't know, you just you know throw a bunch of things into the bag and, and you go off on your merry way. Now when you're traveling and there's issues of you know weight, um, sometimes we just, uh, I just, have an additional suitcase that I pay for with a bunch of outfits. Um, but most of the times, no, it's just um, uh, the locale that you're going to. If I'm, co- if I'm going to a warmer loca- location, then it's, you know, much easier to pack than if I'm going to go somewhere where it's cold and I have mm-hmm. to bring a winter coat and, you know, that kind of stuff. How did you go on? Because I saw that you did a trip to Russia. Um was it was it last year that you went to Russia? Yes, yes. Look, look, yeah. At this time, at this time. And, <laughs> sorry, and, sorry yes, to bring it up. <laughs> yes, and, and, and it was such a fantastic, um, fantastic, absolute trip. This is a very good example of how travel broadens uh, your horizons. And um, the only thing I knew about Russia was um, what I learned growing up about the Cold War and about how the people mm-hmm. were not friendly. And, you know, everybody hears about their um, their uh, president and, and how it mean it, 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 how mean the, uh, he, the government treats the Russians. And it was quite the opposite. 
It was an absolutely mind-blowing experience. It was very positive that people consider themselves capitalists and they talk about their president openly without fear of, you know, retribution. They even, um, um, I happen to have been on a cruise on, uh, for that particular trip and they had a series of, um, of talks, of lectures, where they went through the Russian history, explaining all of the different steps to how they got to where they were. So yes, um, Russia was a fantastic trip. As far as clothes go, same thing. Same, um, you know, like Instagram, uh, I'll call them Instagram skirts, a few dresses that have the swishy bottoms, and um, always carry some extra in a in a bag, always be ready if it's cold like it was uh, like it can be. Always be ready to flip off all of those clothes, take off your hat and gloves, <laughs> and get up there and you know get your picture taken. So yeah. it's, it, it's quite a thought you know process of what you have to do. And if it is popular, um, a popular location, you know, be patient, wait your turn, and then when you get up there, don't take a lot of time because there's other people that are waiting. So. Um, it's all about being um, cooperative and being positive and not, you know, not being um, selfish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so where are you going to go then once COVID, I say once COVID's over, we don't really know, do we, what's going to happen with it. But where's sort of the next place that you'd like to go when, when you can go somewhere? Um, so... I do like Great Britain an awfully lot, and I think that for me, starting off where I left off would be a really wise move. So I think that I would like to plan a trip back to the UK um, and spend some time in London and maybe go out into the uh, countryside. Um, Egypt is on my bucket list, on my bucket bucket list before I die bucket list as is Poland. Um, my father was Polish and I've never got over to Eastern Europe to see uh, my, where my roots are, so I would like to do that too. Um, and it just, it just all depends on you know, what the circumstances are around the world at the time. However, um, that being said, like you said, COVID is, I think we're going to be living with COVID. And we need to be responsible so that we can all get back and start doing living our lives Mm -hmm. in this in this in the new in the new way in the new way because the new normal (laughs) the new normal nobody thinks that it's ever going to go back to the way it was i don't believe Mm -hmm. so that does remain to be seen though it does remain to be seen well yeah we just don't know at the moment do we how do you keep yourself outside of traveling inspired what what motivates you and inspires you and gets your creativity flowing? Well, I think that um, my, my two children inspire me. Um, both of them are, um, they're just really, um, they fought really hard to get to where they are right now in, in, in life. So um, my younger daughter wanted to be an R, always knew she wanted to be an RN, and now she's fighting in the emergency room. She takes care of the COVID-positive patients. So um, she does this an inspiration, I mean, really. And then my uh, older daughter, Victoria, uh, and her platforms, and watching her um, learn and grow 
is very, very inspiring as well. Um, you know, she is the queen of pivoting because um, this, you know, again, this pandemic has caused everybody to rethink their priorities. Yeah, it has indeed. But I think it's what you were saying earlier, isn't it? It's like you've got to be grateful for what you've got you've got to work with what you've got I say to people all the time and I know I know that I should take my own advice sometimes because I sit there and I'm just like when is this over like what is gonna and you have to kind of check yourself right you have to think oh you know what like I, I have a job I have a place to live I can pay the bills like I can see people you know but you have to just be grateful I think what you were saying Yes. I, I um, recently, a, a thought it entered my mind after reading, and it is just like changing a word or two in our vocabulary instead of I have to, to, oh, I get to. So instead of I have to do, I have to take out the garbage, or I have to pay this bill, or I have to go grocery shopping, be thankful that I get to go grocery shopping, or I get to have my groceries delivered to my house, or I get, I'm thankful, I get to do whatever because I'm healthy and I have the money to pay my bills, like you just said, or I have a nice warm, dry house and I'm healthy. And then I don't know, it's just kind of hard to complain after that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, I mean, we, I mean, it's it, it, it's kind of like human nature to complain and find fault. But when you think of that in, in that way, it's it really makes it a little more difficult. I've got one last question for you, Linda, and I feel like I sort of might know what you're going to say, but mm-hmm. it it might be completely different. Um, if you could pick a Girl Scout badge uh, that you'd want to achieve, what would it be, um, and why? So I, I actually did a little research on this one because I, I have not had any, um, you know, experience or um, with Girl Scouts in, well, my children are grown out and out of college now. So I said, mm, what, are, what are some Girl Scout badges that I could mm-hmm. earn if I was in Girl Scouts right now? So back when, you know, my children and when I was a brownie, I mean, it was like a camping or dancing or adventure mm. and nowadays these young women can earn uh, cybersecurity badges and coding <laughs> yeah. badges designing robots um thinking like an engineer and um i i said back in when i graduated from high school and my uh, father sat me down and had a talk with me and he said, um, well, basically here are your, um, here's your three options for careers. You can be a teacher, you can be a nurse, or you can be a secretary. Now I don't fault my father because he really was a man ahead of his time, except in that one piece of advice, as you see, there's all three female, uh, with air quotes, back in that day, three female-oriented, female-dominated um, careers. Nowadays, I'm so glad to see these 
um, badges for uh, these young women, that uh, we need more women in the STEM program and in sciences and engineering. And I, um, I'm happy to see that, that the um, women now are on a more level playing field than, um, than men are. So that said, I think that my badge that I would like to earn, earn from um, the um, Girl Scouts is my best self. What else could I want if I'm living my best life, living true to what I believe in, um, going after what I want and not being envious of somebody else who has something that I think I might want by moving the obstacles um, around, by going around the obstacles and removing what is between me and my goals, then I could be my best self. When I am my best self, then I'm able to help other people, inspire other people, encourage other people to be their best selves, to get up off the couch and go for a walk to get up off the couch and maybe run 100 feet today and then maybe in a day or four run 200 feet. Um, or it doesn't have to be running. It could be swimming, Get on, encourage people to get on their bikes. And then when the uh, pandemic <clears throat> is over, maybe more get back to traveling. And if not, you don't have to go to Europe. You can easily experience things in your own town. I think that the um, my best self badge would, to me, exude positive positivity and strength. And I don't think if I if I'm living my best life, there's really not much more that I want want to ask for or be or strive for, because mm-hmm. I'm already I'm already there. I'm living my best life. <laughs> You're already there. You got the badge. <laughs> Yes, I got the badge. That's right. I, I was very impressed by the um, the Girl Scout program. I'm I'm very happy um, that um, that it is moving in that direction. Oh, you know what? I think that that's such a poignant end to our podcast. Uh, I don't want to carry on with my chitter chatter and, and other stuff because I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's been so good to talk to you, Linda. Um, and thank yeah, you. I just I just want to thank you for like being so, I don't know, just so open and honest and like sharing all your thoughts and stories. Thank you so much. I, um, I appreciate um, your kind words. I appreciate the um, um, invitation to share my story with you. And I just might want to end on one other thing that my father taught me. And that was, uh, you don't know about a person until you walk in their shoes. So I just think that um, people might get to know me a little better. And I think that that's um, how we can be kinder and more tolerant people if we just are patient with each other and get to know each other um, a little bit more. So I appreciate um, the opportunity to talk to you. It was really nice getting to know you.